0: Great. Welcome back to Dribbling Around, our third time on VIC so far this semester. Dane Richardson, Jaden Becker, Connor Glunn. And guys, it's March, and if you saw our Instagram story yesterday, not too happy. Um, Syracuse losing at the buzzer. Um, but a lot of things happening still, including the team they just lost to. Um, Connor, thank you for the crying emotion. But first, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, things like that. This lo- the this practice, Join the bracket challenge. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But again, Syracuse, the team they just lost to, Virginia, they just recently tested positive for COVID-19. That means they're out of the ACC tournament. Georgia Tech will advance to the championship game. And we're unsure if they're going to get more positive tests. And it's a complete possibility that they're now out of the ACC tournament. This happened to Duke yesterday. They were a, sort of a bubble team, but they needed more wins. So their season's over. So the question is... We talked about this a little bit earlier, should these high major teams that were already going to be in and at large played in their conference tournaments and risk having COVID because now it's Duke and then it's Virginia. It almost seems inevitable. And I hope not that someone else, a really good top 25 team is going to get COVID and their season's going to end. So Jaden, I'll ask you the question. Was it the right decision for these teams to participate in these conference tournaments? It might have not been the right decision to, especially if you're you're automatically
1: going to be in at this point, you had one of the best records in whatever division you're in, uh, or whatever conference you're in. It might not have been the best decision, but in the effort to get back towards normalcy, I think them being in these tournaments was a good effort, but obviously we're still living in a pandemic and these things can happen. What I do think and what I hope to be true is that, Once the teams are locked into March Madness and they're all in Indianapolis, I think we'll stop seeing a rise in COVID cases, at least hopefully, at least because you'll be in a bubble format at that point. But uh, right now, as it currently stands, it's not really a bubble format. Everyone's just playing basketball as if they're playing basketball wherever they need to play. And, you know, they have the designated areas, but it's still not the same exact thing as being in a bubble format. So... We'll see. Uh, It it might allow a a lot more March madness, madness madnessing, if you will, (laughs) going forward. see a lot more teams that maybe we would have thought would have been, you know, how many weeks have we talked about now and have we seen on ESPN and uh, everywhere uh, on social media? Oh, who's the, the first four in, the last four out the whatever, 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 you know, the whole kit and caboodle with all that. So we're going to see a lot of shuffling going on now because of COVID sadly, and not because of the actual basketball on the court, but Uh, Going forward, it should be uh, entertaining and hopefully safe.
2: No, yeah. The thing about Duke and Virginia is these are two teams in very different situations. Virginia was already shooing to make the tournament. Duke was playing for their postseason lives. Like, they needed a good, like, an ACC tournament to make March Madness. So I don't think that necessarily these results are, like, hindsight. They shouldn't have done this because teams are really – not everyone is still like you have Duke, you have Syracuse, you have UNC, all these big schools. They're still fighting for their seeds. And Syracuse, they might be one of the last four in. Virginia, though, if they're out, that's a huge loss. And I know we mentioned it briefly, like the NCA will have emergency teams. Like the last four out or the first four out will be like on standby in case a team gets COVID or has an outbreak. It'll be interesting to see if Virginia can't participate in the beginning. But they're set aside as one of those emergency teams just because maybe they recover like after the first or second weekend and another team gets an outbreak. So that might be one way that the NCA looks at it. It might not be the best way, but I mean we're playing in a pandemic still. <laughs> I don't over. think and I don't the- think and I don't think we should also like go into immediately bashing these players because I saw one reporter who's who decided to but or uh, just say that the one person who on Duke's team who tested positive was a walk-on that's just blatantly not important that you're just trying to find a scapegoat that, I mean, these are college players. Let's like, I mean, it's college basketball, it's amateur sports. Let's not go too hardly. I mean, we all love the sport, but at the end of the day, these are just college students trying to make it to the NBA and just play basketball.
1: Yeah, and we also have to remember that all these guys, they're on the grandest stage that they could be on right now. We're in the middle of March of college basketball. You know, if one of us were to get COVID, it would be a, a minuscule thing in the eyes of the world. But since it's Duke and since it's, you know, Virginia and all these big schools, it it, it, it is like they're staying on the app. The magnifying glasses on them. So for it to happen, obviously, it's a shame. But uh, going forward, we are going to see uh, definitely that the deck is going to be shuffled.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say that I don't think with Virginia, um, my internet connection is a little unstable right now. I'll give you that. Um, That's my I, I think Yeah, I think uh, I'm not lying about this one, but I think I don't think you'll put in a standby team if after the first round because I think it'd be unfair to just say, oh, yes, standby yes. team, just go right into the Sweet 16 or something. Well, that's I think what you they just... actually have. I mean, they're just not going to – I think you pass. would do it from the beginning or something like that. The question is, let's say, like, uh, God forbid, a Baylor gets – or a Gonzaga, and Syracuse is, like, the last team out. Do they face the 16 seed? Is that fair, or do they try and – I'd much
2: rather – had, like slide in a team like in the sweet 16 then just advance a team with no competition i, I my fear is that the game played the last and thing you, you want to see on standby why would yeah. there be a deadline that's my thinking that's my thinking. the last thing you want to see is They'll play in the nit though teams NIT, no, NIT all right. teams yeah. who are eligible like or the teams who are on standby can also play in the nit that was stated by the MCA. okay Okay. I do my research.
0: <laughs> Jay, what the, were last thing,
1: gonna say? the last thing you want to see at the end of all this is an asterisk next to the winner of the March madness tournament. That's the last thing you want to see. No one wants to see that because no one likes asterisks. They just don't look good on the record books. Right. And especially doesn't look for a lot of people that put some money down for, for some good brackets. Right. So I, I just hope this all goes smoothly and hope in Indianapolis, this bubble format just works. And we've seen it work in the NBA. It's supposed to be a
0: bubble in Greensboro.
2: It's gonna be it's tough. To be a bubble in Greensboro. Tough, but March Madness will arguably be a tighter bubble. I mean, I I'd bet on that, especially a lot more teams. Yeah, I mean, but it's just gonna be a lot more stricter because I mean, we're looking at March Madness versus the ACC tournament. Like is, that's the ncaa's big like gauntlet prize. Like that's is- their-
0: jewel cr- crown jewel this is a super Bowl. i understand but with the track record of the ncaa like it's one thing if the nba what they did in florida and like disney or whatever and how well they did that if i had to pick an organization to mess this up <laughs> the ncaa <laughs> probably would be toward the top of the list man
2: no but the thing is as much as they don't care about player safety <laughs> a good point. they care about the bottom line and this is their biggest money maker of the year
1: what is it called now? You've been talking about the NCAA, the Michigan State, something like Spartans. Brought to you by Rocket
0: Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> I, I come on now, and they're still not getting paid. Come I on don't now. understand that. Michigan State's also a team in the bubble too, and we'll see if they get in. Um, yeah, but let's not focus on COVID for a little bit. Let's let's okay. uh, focus on as if March Madness will actually happen, and, and everything like that, and our national title favorites. Listen, there is a lot of fantastic teams. Personally. I just think there's one. I might be just like the generic pick Um, Connor. I want to, do you want me to start? Do you want you to start? Who's your national title? Uh, Give me some time. Give me some time. Okay. I'm going to start. It (laughs) is the number one team in the nation. It's the Gonzaga Bulldogs. frankly, because the reason why everyone can say, Oh, same old Gonzaga. They never were able to do it. Listen, they've never had three all Americans on one team. They've never had a top five high school recruit come to their school and is their starting point guard and arguably the number one pick in their draft. And Jalen sucks. They've never had a four year, like Corey Kispert literally do Corey Kispert literally is like a Joe Harris clone, but he's, literally does everything in the court. Joel Iyai, a savvy player in the front court. Andrew Nebhard, he literally was the starting point guard at Florida and then transferred to Gonzaga. Sometimes he comes off the bench. And Drew Time can battle it with any big in the Big Ten. I'd put him up against any big in the Big Ten. He's like a second-team or first-team All-American this year. So I, the one thing that obviously concerns Gonzaga every year is the, the lack of competition they play in their conference schedule, not their non-conference, because they play in the WCC. But – I was encouraged to see them down against BYU, who's also a tournament team, probably an eight or nine, and them fight back and show some resilience. Almost like they needed that push. They needed that test. So come tournament time, they know they can give the ball to Jalen Suggs. And they have three, four guys down the stretch that can go and get a shot. They're prolific in every aspect of the game. And again, okay, so previous Gonzaga teams, they just haven't been – Previous Gonzaga teams, they haven't had this type of talent down the stretch where you know that that can push them over the top with some other teams. Because they can, like, like man for man, they, they can take any team in the country. I think so as well. But what you said to your
1: point, the lack of talent that they played in their conference, I feel like, does factor into things. As it factors into things every year, without a doubt, you know. And also the fact of looking at who's got hot at the right time. I think Gonzaga, you mentioned the BYU game. I watched that back end of that BYU game. Yes, Gonzaga, they came back and they fought really hard to get back into that game. You mentioned they're going to be an eight or nine seed. I could see that as well. But I feel they're going to play harder teams in the tournament, I feel, going to get other than BYU. So for them to falter in that championship game is not what you want to see. I don't want to call it a one-off, but at the same time, I want to look at a team that's going to be hot at the right time, right place, right moment, and that is the Illinois Fighting Illini. They they're got they as hot as bear. hot can be at the right time, at the right time. And it may be my just bias right now as I've been watching them all season and I've really been watching where they came from in the beginning of the year to where they are now. Not like they were bad in the beginning of the season either. They were, picked up some big wins in the beginning of the season as well. and Now towards, at the back end into the tournament, I think they're a perfect pick for, I know you look at them, they're they're a one seed at the moment or a one or two, but probably a one. It, you look at them and you might say, oh, you're picking a one seed to go all the way. You're picking a one seed that's hot. You're looking at a lot of the other one seeds that are either riding steady or maybe even, even be faltering a little bit. Illinois is on, is on a path to – ton of success but i I can't as i do my brackets every year i can't tell you who i think is going to win the tournament i can tell you who i'm rooting for i can tell you who i have idea in my head but until i see the whole bracket play out until selection sunday happens that's what we're gonna have to figure out
0: yeah illinois sorry connor you can go ahead
2: yeah damn i was kind of hoping that you weren't gonna say illinois because i think that i was like not gonna pick Illinois, how you, are yeah, you you, know, we not going to how, pick, how not too, gonna right? pick Illinois? I don't know, but, like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like – I don't feel great about picking a projected one seed, but, I mean, Jaden said it. They're hot. They just knocked off Michigan easily, and they're steamrolling right now. I mean, it's hard to go against the hot hand because I wanted to say Michigan. They just dropped a couple of key games down the stretch, mm-hmm. especially against Michigan State. That's a very winnable game for them. So, I hate to sound like a broken record and repeat everything that Jaden said, but, yeah, Illinois seems like – the very tough team, especially coming from that Big Ten, that, that seems like the team to beat in my eyes. Other than Gonzaga, because that's just generic, but you do you, day.
1: Yeah, and, and you got to remember, with March Madness, you, it, it's a tournament of losers. A lot of people, a lot of teams are going to lose. There's only going to be one team that comes out of this tournament, the, the victor. That's how the tournament works. And because it, it's, it's a 64-team uh, thing it's going to be a lot of losers so don't be surprised if all of us are just completely wrong but wait for our brackets i'm very very excited i want to ask how do you guys do your brackets do you look how much numbers are you looking at are you looking at your schedules are you looking at the Match-ups. jerseys
2: i have a couple of stats i won't share oh but okay i have a couple Match-ups. St- i can find this tiktok i'll show you because like this tick like they uh it had like anyone who does a better than X number in these stats, in these like four or five stats, like uh, you have to shoot better than like 40% from three, make like 80% of your free throws as a team. Like those teams have gone on to win like 17 of the last 20 tournaments. And there's only, there's only it's a very small number every year. So I think like in Gonzaga, Illinois, Michigan, and one more team was it like so far this year. It, and I you know, know, I can't remember here though.
0: I look at matchups a lot and I kind of like, if I think like, oh, this team's going to go to the final four and then they run into a really bad matchup, kind of like with uh, certain like 12 or 13 seeds, I think they could be really dangerous, but I'm also thinking, oh, if they match up, like, let's say against like a Florida state or something that's super athletic, I'm not gonna pick them because it, that's very dependent on is SF happens. Austin in the in the tournament this year <laughs> because they're shooting no. their team uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I think, think so. I know they're in the Southland. I can check for you right now if they're still. I know I think they're Sam Houston State's pretty darn good too. I think they're still left. Um Cause cause that's hilarious.
1: How how many years in a row did like 13 seed SF Austin
0: <laughs> just decide to be? They, um yeah i i I don't think they're actually in no i don't think so i think they got knocked out of their conference tournament but either Um, way
1: my mom she picks based off of uh jerseys and ends up probably like beating half of us every year because you know that's just the way it goes ends up picking the 16 seeds to beat the one you know that's it's funny like that but at the end of the day you know when, when you have your mom or your grandma pick I find, always find it hilarious when they come out and beat you, a person that like, you know would sit down and actually focus on that actual basketball. Like, oh, I like that they wear green. Yeah, that's why they're going to go all the way. And then they go all the way.
0: <laughs> it should be exciting. We ended at the bottom of the NBA um, bracket challenge that we did for the playoffs. So hopefully, hopefully it's a different story, guys. I, I don't want it to be uh, that bad.
2: I won't be overthinking it this time, though. I'm just going to go in blind and shoot confidently.
0: You said the Heat would win the East, though. I did. You got that right. I did.
2: Hey. You also said the Tribal well, would will... beat the Lakers. Hey, you said time. boxing court. <laughs> I was, waiting for, was... I was that... waiting for you to I was waiting for you. All right, all right, all right.
1: Wait till the... I'm a lot better at March Madness than I am at the NBA. So we'll see how this goes. I had uh... – Really? I had... Last time there was March Madness, I had – when Duke was going to get knocked out perfectly right there by Michigan State. And I think I had two out of the four Final Four teams. So I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah. I was, that um, was at the top of some pools. Interesting. And one of the best things about March Madness are the upsets. And I kind of want to talk about, and they're not even a, an upset team anymore. They're a top 25 team. They're a team we talked about plenty three years ago, obviously not on the show because it didn't exist. Loyola Chicago, the Ramblers, winning the Missouri Valley Conference, knocking off Drake, who's also a bubble team, who I mentioned earlier in the year. But they're scary. Listen, Cameron Krutwig, a great, fantastic senior center. He was a starting freshman center on that Final Four team with Clayton Custer, Ben Richardson. No, that's not my dad. He's actually a basketball player. (laughs) But they're a fantastic. If they're a seven or six seed, look out, man, look out. I really think this team could, and I don't want to say it's because of the track record, but I think this team could definitely make a run deep in the second weekend. I don't think it would be a surprise either. And some other teams I'm looking at: Winthrop, they're just just Chandler Vodren. I think. He literally, like, the the ability to do everything. They're such a solid team. The one thing that concerns me is the Big South isn't fantastic. (laughs) But if they are in a good matchup necessarily, one that doesn't overpower them athletically in a 12 or 13, I'm definitely picking Winthrop. Winthrop. Um, Do you guys have any... uh, 12, 13, maybe upset seeds in mind, teams that you look for, or just things you look for in terms of upsets. I don't know, I don't well, know the teams like off the top yeah. of my head. I mean, then what I do you look up. for? What do you look for when you look for an upset? When I'm looking at
1: up? yeah, when I'm looking at a 12 seed, and it, you, you all know the narrative, the 12 versus the five, and you have to look at that 12 seed and, and honestly say who on that 12 seed is ready to go to the NBA? I I know it might sound crazy, but who like on that 12 Josh? seed yeah, that, if I'm being honest with you, what big names are there to push them to win a game in the first? All you gotta do is win a game, and, that, and that's an upset. you beat beating a five C. That's pretty big, you know. So who in that 12 C is ready to go? And are they enough? And is that name big enough to take them over the edge? I know it might be tough to find that name on Winthrop. I know it might be tough to find that on other places, but especially this year, but how things shake out, we could definitely find it, especially if that if that 12 seed is a team that may be uh underrated or a I
2: team there is a case scenario where like five seed also doesn't have that NBA ready player either. So you just yeah. gotta look for like. I mean or or they're cold if if I'm looking at underdogs I'm looking at assist numbers I'm looking at total rebounds like can they get that edge somewhere other than like people really aren't looking at because I think the main things people look at whenever they're picking are like average points scored and average points allowed I look at like just more so like team stuff what are you shaking your head for I'm talking about the the average viewer, Dane, not like the college basketball diehard. The
1: casual fan. The casual fan is very important. And March Madness is the epitome of the casual fan, which is great. Dane's frozen.
2: Yeah, this is the Jaden and Connor show.
1: (laughs) It used to be the Dane and Jaden show because Connor used to freeze all the time. But now Dane is is always consistently, uh, at least in this episode. It's funny because we and him are both technically on the same Wi Fi at the moment. There you go. He's back.
2: Do you have the Ethernet or is that well, on your PS5? Back?
0: That's on the PS5, the Ethernet. Yeah, you're back. I'm good, though? Yes, Jaden's Jayden, taking yeah, up too good. much Wi-Fi across the hall. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's important that you look at, like, in terms of assists and things like that, um, because the way a team passes the ball, you these upset teams, these lower mid-major teams, are not usually going to beat the higher seed teams athletically. So they're usually not going to win one V one. So their ball movement has to be very good. So I think that assist um, stat is important. A team I kind of want to talk about probably going to be a 16 seed and we're a basketball show, but I'm going to bring up a football reference. Appalachian state four straight games winning the Sunbelt tournament. Right. And I want them to be matched up against Michigan as the one seed. So bad. Do you guys remember the app state Michigan football game in 2007? Do you know how like awesome that would be just if the tournament committee did that? I don't think it would happen. I don't think anyone think it would happen, but app state does have three solid scores that could really score the basketball. Other than that. I mean, I think Michigan's defense will shut them down. Um, uh, also another low mid major team Drexel Zach Spiker, I think is his name. Uh, I think he played basketball with Kevin Connors, Ithaca college grad, head coach of the Drexel Dragons. So, uh, Little hometown route there for us. Um, Might pick Drexel in the first round, one of the Colonial Athletic Association uh so good for them other teams the liberty flames look out for them as a 12 they're they're just a complete team they're going to slow the game <laughs> down they're going to be a, a definite threat i don't know connor connor are you typing like texting to Jaden right now or something
1: <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm laughing because liberty actually has a nascar now the actual school sponsored a nascar which i found hilarious liberty oh
0: uh, that doesn't why does that surprise me they are the most, yeah. one of the most conservative schools in nascar like <laughs> with their fans it's like literally redneck central no offense i know yeah. It's a,
1: not it's a southeast sport. It's. A, I, I'm getting into NASCAR now, guys. Well, it's, it's if you crude. didn't
0: understand before, kind of going off topic, Jaden, uh, we obviously we don't bet for anything. We're not going to bet anything in the show. But you mm-hmm. bet on a race car driver every, every single week. week. Who? Every who week. is that? Bubba Wallace. Every single week, I have bet it ten dollars
1: every week on Bubba Wallace to win. He has never won a race. Uh, on the Cup Series in his life, ever, ever. And I feel like this year's the year, especially uh, with how the NASCAR's been turning out with a lot of new guys that have never won a Cup Series or have won one or two have come out final, and and won. This year definitely could be the year for him. It's going to have to happen on a super speedway. I don't think it's going to happen. Definitely not on a road course. Definitely not on a dirt course. But I'm rooting for Bubba Wallace all the way. And it's tying this into basketball. Uh, he drives the 23 car that is owned by Michael Jordan. So there's, there's the basketball tie. Oh okay. God, we're awesome. Especially, it, once again, trying to tie it back into basketball. If you're brand new to March Madness and it's is the first time you're ever filling out a bracket, go with your gut. Who cares? You had the same odds of going to the Sahara Desert, picking out a grain of sand, and having another person pick out the grain of sand, same grain of sand uh, in the whole Sahara Desert uh, and that, that being a perfect bracket, that's the equivalent. Think about all those pieces of sand. So good, like absolutely good luck. No one has ever gotten a perfect bracket before. So if it's your first time ever doing it, go with your complete gut. Who cares? You, you could take every, don't listen to any analysts. Don't listen to us. Who cares? We're going to give you our picks and hopefully they'll be uh, reasonably close. But at this point, especially with the way the, the college basketball season has looked uh, I wouldn't say there's too much parity, but it, it's a point where it's, it's March Madness. It's called March Madness for a reason because anything can happen.
2: So go with your gut. I don't know how many brackets we're allowing in our uh, tournament, like in our in the one that we've uh, advertised. But if it's more than one, I'm definitely putting one where I just flip a coin every single game. <laughs> I
1: and, and I think on ESPN, you can do that. You can just do coin flips that oh, right they you, oh. you don't trust you and just no. that you know who actually has my favorite um March Madness setup CBS they have the best one uh, better than than ESPN everything like that for whatever reason like when you're on your phone or on your tablet it shows the whole bracket for you and it has like the green streaks and the red streaks going through it, and it shows the full you don't have to move around the screen like you have to do on
2: ESPN so
0: team well, sorry.
1: I know, I know, but ESPN is the most ready available, so that that you know, everybody has. Yeah, it's easiest easiest
2: one. Most common.
1: Yeah, that that. But I'm just saying from a a aesthetic perspective.
0: (laughs) Join our bracket pool on ESPN. uh, Got about fifteen people in there right now. Uh, We're probably by Sunday. We're definitely just gonna start DMing people, be like, "Yo, join our pool," (laughs) because we're not not that desperate. Oh, well you. we want a lot of people in there they might they might see i'm wearing did you do you guys notice yes my, i, oh I did see that very very cute my so, sister got it for me for christmas so why didn't she get one for us you know i my dad's like my dad said he's like yo if you want me to order one for jaden and connor like i'll get it for a discount if they want it i'm like i just never told you
1: that that's the impression of your dad
0: no he, he doesn't talk like he kind of talks like me
2: <laughs> watch the show because i hope you keep that in <laughs>
0: He probably won't listen to us. Um, what else should we talk about, guys? Um, we got about like 25 minutes left. Uh, the NBA started up last night. Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, two nights a, ago.
1: I want to talk about it, Blake Griffin making his way to the – I don't think that's anything. I think it is a little bit of something. It's Blake Griffin. You know, It. it it's like – it's dunk anymore. I know. We can, okay. I get it. But I kind of he at one point in his NBA career was really, really good. So we could see a career resurgence in a different change of scenery other than Detroit, you know, and then maybe he gets his where he used to be. Imagine if Blake Chris, not maybe not where near he was, but maybe he gets somewhat close to where he used to be. He needs to dunk a basketball. That's what we need to
2: see him do. And maybe he he'll be able to through. do that. He's having enough trouble doing that. Yeah. And, and
1: now he's he's nowhere near the number one guy in that offense. He's like the fifth, sixth guy on that offense of this. So I think for him now, it, it's going to be uh, hopefully a career resurgence for someone. Because, you know, for him to fall from grace from how he did, not from a media standpoint, not from a um, you know anything outside the lines of basketball, he's just not been good at basketball lately.
0: Jaden, they don't – the Nets don't need offense from Blake Griffin. The question is – I know, Blake, I know. Is he I, this, going to be a defensive liability, though? That's my question.
1: I'm just – I'm not looking at this from a Nets perspective. I'm looking at this from a Blake Griffin perspective. Okay. I think they'll be fine either way because, you know, you give him his minutes, but – and if it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. I think it's sort of like – I'm for this, is a win-win. Like, it, it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, and, and they just move on from it, Right. And then, if you look at Blake Griffin, he has everything to lo- everything. He, he he just needs this to work out well for him, at the end of the day. He really does. Is this his career? Is this NBA he can career? Easily
2: cut their cut their losses if it doesn't yeah. work. Griffin's exactly. coming off the bench to start, like, and he might work his way into that starting rotation. But like yeah. that, he has no pressure on him whatsoever. Yeah. Like, yeah, he does in the sense that he's in a contract year, but. And, if, and the ability to perform to deliver a championship, it, he has nothing on him. No. There's no weight on his shoulders yeah. whatsoever.
1: The biggest for him it will come would be producing in the playoffs. And not, I'm not saying drop thirty points or anything like that.
2: I'm just saying I think just know, get rebounds be, and like be make a, be a
1: force. Stops.
2: Yeah, be like, a force and be, play basketball. Play basketball. Yeah, because I mean, I'm Nick Claxton has really come to, come around for the Nets as another big man. As DeAndre Jordan probably won't be able to. Uh, log minutes, like heavy minutes in the playoffs. And Nick Claxton's been a very nice revelation for them. But Jeff Green's also he's kind of playing that small ball four for them right now. And he's doing well just because of his athleticism ability to stretch the floor. But gosh, I just want one season where there's not every player who just flocks to one team. Like that's thats what we have with the Warriors. And it's like, I pray to God that Lamarcus Aldridge doesn't end up in Brooklyn. Like I'd love to see him in Portland again.
1: but he won't. Yeah, I had him as a top-30 player, baby, so if you could see he, him in Brooklyn, that would be, be some crazy He's stuff.
0: not going to – Blake just went there. There's no way he's going to go there. I mean, who knows? I think he could go to the Lakers. I think he could go to Boston. I think he could go to Philly. I think he could, he could go to a lot of teams.
2: All right, here. I didn't get my Danny Ainge slander in last week. Oh, jeez. Like says they're going to go to Boston. Boston's always interested in everyone. They don't have the balls to pull the trigger on anything whatsoever. And I don't know if I can say that or not, but, like, they have no guts whenever it comes to actually making an impactful move. The one time they did, they signed Kemba Walker to a four year deal who was old, aging, and has injuries. And now it looks terrible because he didn't have a, any preseason or whatsoever to really get ready for the season. He had to jump in as everyone was full speed. But Danny Ainge is just, I think, honestly, the window is almost closing. And that sounds very weird to say for a Boston team with two very young players as their core pieces but they didn't add enough whenever those guys were making rookie money and were still on the come up. Everyone knows what those two are. Now they haven't built around them. They signed Tristan Thompson, Marcus smarts, a good player. He's a six man on a championship winning team. That's it. And Dan- Daniel Tice does not belong on a championship roster. None of this Tristan Thompson. Now
0: you just He's hate Hayward, the
2: South block and Gordon Hayward's looking amazing. And I know I slandered Gordon Hayward a ton last year, but he looks amazing in Charlotte now. Who knows it's Brad Stevens? It's probably Danny Ainge, but there's a lot of problems in Boston, and I was so sick and tired of hearing them just be, like, propped up because they have those two players. That's not a good team.
0: I think that the Celtics
1: right now, why we talk so much about the Celtics in a sense of, like, why we look down on them, even they're the four in the East right now as it stands. When we talked about them because we we recognize they do have that potential, you know, especially going through the playoffs. If they make a good run in the playoffs, they could be a, they can come out the east. There's a chance of that. Maybe not as the team currently stands right now of how it's currently constructed. But that that's why we get so angry because we know that this Boston team can be good. They definitely have a chance to be good. We've seen them be good in the past. And now with them not making moves that they need to make, especially in the big man spot, you know, especially in that front court, you know, you need it. Yeah, absolutely. I would take a
2: lot of teams over Boston right now in a seven-game series. Me
1: too. I would. I would as well. So would I? If we saw some, if we saw a run that we know that they could make, that the talent that they could be with a good big man, you know, I think it would I mean, be hard I pressed don't to don't say against know, that.
2: But like here's the thing: like everyone knows the talent that those two players have in Tatum and Brown, but we yeah. haven't seen that team like utilize that talent since last year. So I don't think like it'll be. They're just getting a lot of undeserved credit if we go into the playoffs and say, or just approach the stri- the last stretch of the season and say, you know what, this team is super talented. They could turn it on. They've looked terrible all season in regards to their expectations. Yeah, they don't this deserve is- any benefit of the doubt whatsoever.
0: It's definitely gonna go on our Instagram. Yeah, um, good. Danny
2: Angel slander.
1: Same thing me. with you chewing directly into the mic when we're recording a, a radio show.
0: Sorry, I'm really hungry. Yeah,
1: but like um, directly, like into it. It's like then, was it really ASMR. that loud. Yes, it's pretty loud. Whatever. It's like uh, ASMR.
0: Yep. Okay, I'll stop eating. Um Thanks. by the way, uh Jaden, what do you think about uh the uh, trend the Knicks uh, losing by 33 last night to the Bucks? I think it happens. So one thing I'm more mad
1: about about the Knicks and, and MSG. And yeah, listen, if you look at this Knicks season right now, as long as they make the playoffs, I'll be happy, right? As long as they make the playoffs. And and in this east they can they can do that in this east. So, I feel like they, they're going to lose games and they're going to lose games to the Bucks like that. It happens, especially in the regular season. Let them make the playoffs and let, us, let the Knicks have a playoff series. Oh, that'd be, a, that'd be a joyous, joyous moment. I'm not too, too, too worried about the Knicks. The only thing I'm worried about, about the Knicks and my, not really the Knicks, about Madison Square Garden this is what happened with Patrick Ewing. Come on.
0: Oh, my so, God. The like okay, so, so
1: here's the story. Here's Go the full story. So, he is the coach of Georgetown currently at the moment and they had the big East tournament in Madison square garden. Uh, Patrick Ewan, obviously a famed Nick has his name up in the rafters uh, and his number is retired. And as he's walking around, he has to keep on showing his media credential, not media credential, but like his press pass, uh, you know, his stuff to get around, to move around the, the building. Right. He goes on to the media after saying that I thought this was my building. I thought this, you know, I thought I, I, don't, I don't, didn't have to do this. This is, this is my place. I, he, he was and arguably is one of the most famous Knicks of all time. So for him to go around Madison Square Garden and constantly be stopped, it's not like people aren't recognizing him. He's seven feet tall. So it's not like, oh, who is that? It's Patrick, he's seven feet tall. That's one thing. It's not like people are like, oh, he's behind the mask, can't really know who he is. He's a giant. OK, <laughs> so you know who he is first. And his name is up in the rafters. So I think it's a shame on Madison Square Garden standpoint for that to happen. But I also get it, we are in a COVID times, and I, I guess things sort of have to be more protocol ish But come on, MSG, be better. That's the, that's the only thing I'm upset about about the Knicks and MSG and all that. That's the only thing I'm really mad about right now. The Knicks, yeah, they, they're, they're 500 right now. And uh, let's we'll do our, our weekly Mavericks check. Oh, the Mavericks are the eight seats. So not, I'm not not my Maver- last. The
0: Mavericks lost to the Thunder last night, so you
2: can take Well, They Kyler. also
0: got yeah. Luca and KP okay never mind then
2: yeah i was and it was on the second half of a back-to-back so i wasn't gonna overly boast about that i was just gonna say can like christian wood and the rest of the west stop sucking worse than the thunder because i really want cade cunningham and you're taking that away from me so like please like what about sucks right now the thunder are two and a half games back on the warriors that should not be a sentence i'm saying after the listen
0: It's either gonna be Cunningham or Suggs is the one. I don't know who it's gonna be. Who would you rather have? I mean, they're both really I mean, good.
2: I'd like Cunningham, but I also really wouldn't mind Evan Mobley at all. Because I'd love to see Shea G- like Shea Gill just is so smooth. Him with like a like an elite big man center like prospect. Because I mean they have Al Horford right there, but he honestly might get traded this se- like before the deadline or at, during the offseason because he's looked amazing. But honestly, just draft talent. I don't care. We don't have that many pieces. Like Darius basically can easily be a bench player. Lou Dort's not leaving the starting lineup. He's the best player in the he's the best defensive player in the league. Um no, okay. Timeout. Like I know we mentioned all-star game, like in all-star weekend, like uh modifications, like how we can make that better. So like how we mentioned uh instead of winning oh off Oh, my trail,
0: god. I know where this is going.
2: challenge is now just a one-on-one tournament for whoever can score the most on Lou Dort. <sighs> First to score three wins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I always thought about having that a part of the weekend, uh, having a one v one, a three. Not, I, I would say a three on three tournament, and friends from around the league can play against, they like, play with each other. So you could have the Banana Boat Crew, and you could have, you could bring back the big three of like an old team, you know, the, and all that. Maybe retired players come and play as well if so they, you if they're up to it yeah like a big pretty much like the big three challenge but like make that a part of
2: the league
1: (laughs) like make that a part of like the weekend i know the weekend's already as filled as it can be but if you want to get rid of the skills challenge you're not going to get rid of the three definitely not going to get rid of the dunk you know that's what people pay money to go watch that dunk contest so i would say yeah a lot of people say get rid of the skills challenge i think it holds a place in the weekend. It does, especially if a Taco Bell. <laughs> they love those skills um, challenge.
2: Uh,
1: but yeah, uh, it's a little bit of a, a shame.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. If know. I a
2: think hot after this weekend, but like the three point challenge is honestly more exciting now than the dunk contest. No, Just... the dunk contest no,
1: wait, wait, is what sells the tickets, man. This year it was. James, this, this dunk year, contest sells the
0: tickets. This year Plus you saw Steph Curry hit a three, hit get thirty one in his first round, and then you saw him win at the buzzer to beat Mike Conley. I was so and, sad. And he, yeah, I felt bad. But Steph, literally the best shooter, not only of our generation, probably ever. And then you had the dunk contest, and uh, the cash of Stanley's first dunk. And don't get me started with the judges. But we've seen way better dunk contests. We've like seen better the dunk contests. Contest is a flop. I, will I think say that, that was a flop.
1: We've seen better dunk contests, but what I will say is that it sells the tickets to the event. Like that's people yeah. watch the show because of the dunk contest. Why? Because all of us can shoot three pointers in our, like we could physically irritated. go and shoot the three pointer. None of us can go and do not only like a, a regular dunk, but any of the dunks that they were doing at all. So that's why it sells the tickets. You, it you're does seeing something that not the average man can do us we could all have, to have a 3 point contest obviously not at the same level as the NBA stars but we could have it where you can't have a we could have a layup contest yeah. not have a dunk
0: contest the dunk contest has the potential of being amazing the 3 point contest usually is always really good sometimes the dunk contest can suck like this it's year boom I or don't think, yes and sometimes it's a really big boom and it's by far and away not even close to the best thing in the weekend even like more than the all star game itself so which all the last big year the board and stuff Oh, we were spoiled by that.
2: Even yeah, last year. Aaron that, was, that was an anomaly. That wasn't like just another like uh, – that wasn't just another, oh, look at that, a great dunk contest followed and, by and another. Also, one of the best ever. Another point. It, when was we one look, of the greatest look, dunk look, contests ever. And now our expectations are just set so high that every dunk contest that doesn't and can't match that is looked at as as a disappointment. And I – like I recognize that. Like, But, I mean, Anthony Simons, come on, you only live once. Kiss the rim. <laughs> yeah, with no teeth left, you know. I guess the NBA I that every account with that new dental plan. I well, what, like I, what i will
1: say also you don't remember things from the three-point contests years later you don't remember like who who made the most threes in that round or who should have won or whatever whatever you remember the dunks that set the world on fire you remember the dunks that broke the internet there's no three-point contest that broke the internet you're like this oh year, yeah everyone's but, saying but like, oh, dunk dunk was good. this year that's worth remembering I'm not, well this year's a little bit different that's what i'm saying but uh, well I, okay the two dunks I think that were pretty big from this year were, were the one where both Simons were because they're both gimmicky he almost he got close enough to the rim where he almost kissed it and the grabbing the ball from the hoop or whatever that was mm-hmm. the statue that was above the rim that was gimmicky and that was what made it big Obi Toppin didn't do anything gimmicky he didn't do anything to put on a show he didn't put on an extra flair to it you know Simons did and that's why I think he won he put on a show The Toppen did uh, but uh, going back to the, the point, you don't, I'm not going to remember like the oh, this guy made all these threes in him or whatever. You're going to remember Griffin jumping over a car, you're going to remember Gordon taking a seat in the air, you're going to remember Levine uh jumping from the, the, the free throw line, you're going to remember uh everything of, the, of, of Jordan. You know, Jordan made the dunk contest, you know, he's the one that made that on the map, he made it what it is. His logo is him in the dunk contest, so not you know, I, I don't see nobody making that logo off the three-point contest.
0: <laughs> I thought last year's um, dunk it's contest with Derek Jones and Aaron Gordon was pretty darn good. Obviously, a lot of people thought Aaron, jo- Aaron Gordon um, got robbed. But considering past dunk contests, yeah. Uh, and like Jaden said, the best dunk contest that we've been alive to really like That we've been able to remember, that we've been able to witness. Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, and I don't think it's going to get beat for like Twenty something years. Because that was just everything.
2: Like, do you know how many OT rounds they went through? Like, they did everything.
0: Like, not only see, did,
2: not only was that the best one, they stole like the next three four years of dunk ideas. They they need to fix the
1: grading system as well. How dunks are? They do. Are, yeah. are Part of the
2: reason why I said like the three point count chow- or the three point contest is better is because there's no judges for the three point contest. Yeah. No no, yeah, it's not terrible.
1: subjective.
0: Yeah, it's, but it's also not, exactly. that's what
1: makes it great as well is that we get to have this debate the day after like oh he should have won he
2: shouldn't have won that dunk was good that dunk was i can't believe he got judged that low but that's it's, the same that's the same reason why people like don't go to the dunk con- competition i think there was some player i don't want to say it was jaw i think it was a guard but he literally well, if your said, name he, is already made you don't need to go to a dunk contest well, no it's, that's, that's a, not, zion was on the fence for the longest time but like they were saying like his I name is Zion. Contest. I would join the dunk contest if the judging wasn't so awful. Like that—that's not only just ruining the contest itself, but it's like persuading better players that will sell more tickets and put more butts in seats from joining the competition in general. I think what a fair point even to make
1: is uh, look before before the dunk contest for Zach Levine. I don't think a lot of people knew exactly who Zach Levine was. Now everybody knows who Zach Levine was, especially now after the season that he's having. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> It, and, well now, and but now even now, let's look. At Simons, I barely even know who Simons was before this dunk contest. To be honest with you. Right yeah, now I, I definitely know who Simons is. You know, so the, you make your name as well with this dunk contest. You make it. You know, like that. You you get to show off who you are. Who who won? Was it uh, Shea Alexander that one? That one year. What?
0: No.
2: No.
1: Who? It was someone from the Thunder. Oh
2: wow.
1: That's that's, that's that's different. Yeah, I mean-
2: guessing you're thinking he, of uh
1: kentucky thunder guard ex- see that close but <laughs> but exactly he made his name and even though he might not be the best basketball player right now he still made his name in dunk contest
0: see yeah uh now i want to do something guys i first off i think it's a shame lebron's never gonna do a dunk contest oh, we got robbed of it that. doesn't need to i know yeah, was, but we I mean, all would have loved it, it. it'd be so fun yeah, it would be fun, guys. Be you fun. pick three guys, and we do like we go like round robin. And once you pick oh, that geez. guy, you can't pick them anymore. That you'd want to be in the dunk contest that we All haven't time?
1: seen. Before. Oh, I never seen before. No, no see
0: currently, current, Cur- current.
2: So, who first
1: that hasn't been in it?
0: No, they could. Uh, I mean, that hasn't but, been. Yeah, any. that hasn't There's been. There's a lot been. of guys with. There's been a lot of guys with bunnies, man. This shouldn't be too hard. All right, so who first? Can I go first?
2: Uh, uh, well, no, I'll go first. I took the initiative. Uh, Demar Derozan.
0: Ooh, I. You know, I love that pick. Um, he, he's done mean posters. Me, just for the uh, just for the clout, Zion. Let's go, Anthony Edwards. Oh, dang it! That was my pick. That was so my pick. He oh. has the dunk of the year on the worst
1: stat line of the year. So
0: <laughs> that was so um, my pick. Oh. I'll go Russ. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, I,
1: think. I gotta think. Oh. Who hasn't been in the?
0: I need a guard in there. I can't just have forward, So I'm gonna go Ja Morant.
1: Le- Did I say LeBron?
0: <laughs> that's fine. That's a good one. <laughs> I, <laughs>
2: hey, I got two going. LeBron Anthony Edwards. Oh uh, damn! I can't. Is there? Honestly, I'll relegate because I I got first two picks. I'll relegate mine to last pick so I can give myself more time.
0: Oh man, this is this is hard. Um, oof. I'm trying to think here. I I mean, I wish I could say Levine but I can't. Oh, uh, Giannis.
1: Ooh. Oh no, I, I almost <laughs> said a stupid one. Why? Uh, you said Giannis?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. That him. would just be freaky, bro. I don't, I don't know think who, he, can he can do, do much. Him. You probably you see how long his strides are. He jumped from beyond the free throw line. Just, unless he like jumps from the three point line, I wouldn't put it past him. I'm I serious.
2: I don't know.
1: <sighs> I'm going with a, a weird Mitchell Robinson. Why not? I don't even know if he could do it. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I feel confident, Mitchell Robinson. I think he'll, he'll have a great team. I would say Paul comes. George,
0: but Paul George is one of them contest. Yeah, he? he did yeah back uh, in his indiana days
2: i didn't know he won one um dang i would i wanted to say Larry nance i forgot he did one um you know what i'm just gonna go for putting butts in seats i think he can do it lamello
0: yeah wow. Brand- brandon amazing. clark of the grizzlies i think would be a really good yeah. one i feel like um, Lamelo would do something crazy
2: off the backboard like some s- crazy self oop
0: yeah, Jeremy Grant of the Pistons, his freak athletic ability could be really cool. Uh, KD, eh. Uh, I didn't want to say KD. Eh. Oh, uh, Miles Bridges. Has he already done it?
2: I think he has. I can't
0: remember. I feel I feel like he has. Um, yeah, but that, that – man, I really want to see that. Yeah, he teams. did it in 2019. Okay, yeah, I was going to say because he's uh, – he'd, uh, he'd be a good pick. He's a, yeah, has yeah. DeAndre Jordan ever did it? Did he ever do it? I don't think I'd want to see that slow of a center do a dunk contest. <laughs> oh, it was like the eight-year anniversary of a couple of years ago. You know the OOPA I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, like, the, Brandon Knight, the Brandon Knight. Brandon the guy. Yeah.
0: That is one of the – I watch that like six times every time I see it. It's just absolutely disgusting. Yes. Yeah, by law, you have to do that. Yeah. John Collins has done the dunk contest, hasn't he? I believe so. He
2: destroyed a pit, like a wooden plane as his gimmick.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember
1: that? (laughs) He
2: tried to jump over a plane, didn't even clear it, didn't even come close.
1: I got to think of a a good gimmick to do for for the dunk contest. I feel like it had to be like
0: something crazy. Jaden, I feel like if you were an NBA player, see, just to give everyone some background, Jaden's very much an entertainer. For all the viewers, he's a big pro wrestling guy. He's big into the shows. So if he's ever in like an entertainment setting, he's going to try and put on a show for you, do something gimmicky, make you laugh, make you smile, like leave your jaw drop, something like that. So what, what would be your gimmick? You want to give us one?
1: Well, a lot of it's already been done in the NBA, which I do give credit to a lot of people that do try the dunk contest. They they do try to play up to the crowd. So just Dwight Howard, Superman, and you know uh, th- this and this has really come into more fruition in the social media age. You know, Nate Robinson changing into the green uniform uh, for the St. Patrick's State to act like the Hulk, or you know it, it, a lot a lot of things that they, that they do. The dunk contest is great. Uh, one thing I I I, I don't like is when it sort of gets uh s- s- sponsored in a point like i remember when like i i do think the blake griffin dunk is great we jumped over a car but you know it's sort of like a kia and it was the whole thing you know like oh he's just having to sponsor i don't want to like when it gets kind of sold out like that but if i had to think of a gimmick that's a really good one if i had to think of a gimmick A lot of it's already been done. That's why it's sort of tough. You want to make it as safe as possible as well. So you don't want to really set like the basketball on fire or anything like that. But uh, that's tough. I really got to think of something where you, you also paying homage to someone is good as well, but you also have to be careful when you do it because you don't want to pay homage to someone and, you don't do you miss the dunk or you, you you miss or you don't do it the exactly the right way so that's tough you really gotta give you some time to think about that i, I would like to involve some fire in so, some way shape or form i know i mentioned everything being safe but i think like fire would be fun i jump through like a over a, a thing of fire has that ever happened i don't think it's ever happened
0: what if you jump through like a giant ring of fire
1: See, I, that would be cool, but I don't think you could dunk a basketball doing that. Yeah, you you to jump over ball. something that's Maybe on fire. A
0: oval of fire.
2: Yeah. Stay vertical, but. Because you have to, you have
1: to go through his hoop. So you have to, to go through a hoop is tough. Kissing the rim, I did was actually it was a genius idea. It's just you're you're putting your dental plan on on the line. Just
0: like yeah, yeah. I've always yeah. kind of the reason the why I wanted to do a smart Connor.
2: Idea. Yeah. yeah,
0: the reason why I wanted Giannis in there is because he could, like, do things from, like, super far away or toss it off the backboard and just, like, reach out and just I, – I don't know. He could do, like, a bunch of 360s or whatever, and I just think that would be fun. I don't think he'd
2: though. be able to, like, move the ball around quick enough, though, just based on, like, how long his arms are, though. Like That's very true. If I had Lamella, That's a good point, but that's not his style, though. he jump from the free throw, like, take a running start, jump from the free throw line, and MJ's open it. Ooh, I just had a good one though. Who's uh, beaten that? A, a bowl bowl in the dunk
0: contest.
1: No, he's too slow. No. I feel like but he could do things that no one else can do because he's so
0: tall. So could Giannis. He's like his wingspan is like seven eight. Isn't but it? But I think he could grab a ball from the top of the backboard. That's the thing. I think Giannis is good too. That's the thing. You remember the oop he had in Madison Square Garden? That was Oh, he jumped
2: over Tim Hardaway Jr.
0: Yeah. Yep. That was, the, see, hey, that was the time. Who was
1: it, Mario something-something that, like, stepped over Hazonia. Mario
0: Hazonia. Oh, over man. LeBron? Is no, LeBron he blocked Giannis? LeBron, right? Legend. Legend. Yeah. <sighs> is He He was with the Blazers last year. Um, And I don't, where's, I don't know where Mario Hazonia is this year. But he was a top, a lot of people forget Mario Hazonia getting off topic. He was a top five pick.
2: Machine to beat was number two.
0: Yeah, but like he was like he Hazonia. No what one draft was that? To, to beat, beat or Hazonia? Which one, Jaden? It was the, the
2: hardened one. I know that. Like what year? I'm saying
0: the beat. Uh, he had to have been like oh eight or oh nine, oh nine. Okay. Uh
2: Because like uh, yeah,
0: because they played the six overtime. Wait, six overtime game against Syracuse, and the beat was on that UConn team with yeah, like oh, AJ. No, Pri- yeah, AJ Price, Stanley Robinson, rest in peace. By the way. Um. Yeah, that team was really gross. Um, Also, coming up, we probably only have a few minutes left. Uh, Hopefully some guests coming on the show soon. Ithaca Sports actually starting back up soon, which is a great sign. We should – I'm not sure if some of the basketball teams will have some scrimmages, but – We know coming back next year, uh, we're going to provide, try and provide some good content for you with some of those Ithaca teams. And like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago in the episode, just seeing those people around, whether it's talking to George, Skylar, Liam, or any one of the women's team too, just how happy they are to be able to play the game of basketball nowadays and how happy we are to even be back on campus and be back on VIC is a huge thing. And, And It'll be amazing the first time, like, if we're able to put, like, highlights of, like, on our dribbling around account of, like, us actually being in an Ithaca basketball game. Like, I can't wait for that day. I felt like we were going to start doing that right before we left a year ago. Um, But, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do that, like, come November. I think so. I would say so. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed, right, Connor? Yep. <laughs> Okay. I think we have – what do we have? About five, six, seven minutes left. Do you guys want to try something? Do you guys want to, like, try a sporkle quiz or whatever, like, on the NBA? No,
1: sporkle just quiz.
0: quiz. Just you just stuff. want
1: to do, do picks? The picks? This is two <laughs> picks. I haven't done a, I've done a sporkle quiz before. I'm not- All
0: right, we're doing Saturday's picks. Do you want to just do the playoff teams or do you just want to do the whole slate this weekend? It'll to the- take you on a cross-reference
2: because the East is just such a – Mix up of teams, so just games that you think will be good,
0: Dane. I trust you Charlie. Okay, games that I think will be good. Uh, just because Connor likes to talk about them, I'm glad he hasn't mentioned them in this show. The Bucks at the Wizards Saturday. Mm.
1: Bucks. 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 Oh no! Okay. Wizards pick for
0: Connor. So sad. Yeah, Bucks. Knicks at the Thunder. I'm gonna let Connor and Jaden hash this one out.
2: It's the Knicks, and it's gonna be a. Wait, this Saturday. is when.
0: This is Saturday.
2: Saturday. Yes, oh Should the I, here, not I, even
0: close. Give me OKC for fun. Wow, I'm going OKC. Yeah.
1: Wow,
0: uh, Nick's coming <laughs> off a the
1: loss, they like going bounce back,
0: and OKC's coming now up against not. <laughs> Who Lou Dort's locking up R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle? Yeah, yeah. No, Lou
1: Dort, he's he's very good.
0: All right. Okay. Wow.
1: You were
2: about to make him there. No, I
1: like Lou Dort a lot. I give, I give him a ton of credit in the world. I think he's he's going to be a star. Maybe with the Thunder, I don't I can't know. can't wait isn't.
2: until you guys see the shirt that I bought whenever it comes in. I'm wearing it to the VIC studio. Is it here.
0: the Undertaker?
2: No, it's not that. Uh, You'll I love it that. I love that. You'll
0: see it whenever you see it. <laughs> uh, big race in the bottom of the Eastern Conference for that, like 8-7 spot, Raptors at Charlotte.
1: Ooh. Give me the the Hornets, man. I'm, I'm, I want to
0: see
2: if Toronto is like has everyone back from the COVID list. But right now, I'll
0: go Charlotte too. Siakam's still out. I have him on my fantasy team, so I'll go Charlotte. Norman Powell is doing a nice job, but I don't think it's enough. Um, I'm not going to do the next two. Mavericks at Nuggets. I'm going with the Nuggets here. Uh, they they Come actually on.
1: started getting pretty hot. Uh, for whatever reason coming out they all start coming to and out they all start break. So if maybe they could find For Whatever some reason. Excuses. They're good. Yeah, for for but yeah, but for whatever reason, they finally picked up the pace since the beginning of the year. Obviously, at the beginning of the year, that bottom of the barrel squad looking at it, the Nuggets, like it looked pretty bad, even though they had Jokic. Now Jokic and everyone is playing at the level that we expected them to play coming into this season. We expect yeah, half of the, half of us had us above the top four in the West. Obviously, it didn't look like that early on, but now things are sort of coming into fruition for them. I guess things do take time in the NBA. But uh, I'm also once again I'm rooting against the Mavericks as much as humanly possible.
2: I'm going to go the Mavericks just because I think like they already have one close game under the belt with like Luca and KP. And that was a very good eat like a grimy win against the Spurs on Wednesday or Thursday night. It was, yeah, it was
0: Wednesday night. So I'm just going to give the edge to the Mavs. I'm going to give the edge to the Nuggets. Listen, I think they're on the up and coming and the Nuggets are one of those teams that I think was significantly tired out from the bubble. Listen, they played two seven game series. They pushed, uh, the Lakers were a five game series, but Uh, I don't even think they had Will Barton during the playoffs. So they're a team that played a lot. And now I think they're finally starting to hit their stride and look out. I mean, they're just, they're a dangerous team in the playoffs like we saw last year. Next game. I think this is everyone's going to go with Phoenix Pacers at the Suns. Suns won at Portland last night. I predicted, I think, like I said, I'm sticking with sticking with this. I think they are going to be the one seed heading into the playoffs by the end of the year. I said that. I said that. Last episode. The only two games behind Utah. Yeah, I really do. I don't think that's that bold of a prediction. Jaden, you got the Suns over the Pacers?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely have the Suns over the Pacers. I think they're a really good group, and they're coming, once again, like not only coming to home, but uh, my only fear towards the Suns towards the back end of the season is that I hope they're just not too, too, too dependent on Chris Paul. Just because Chris Paul's there to be your, your saving grace, the journeyman that seems to save the teams going around the league. Uh, I just hope that doesn't become the narrative of, all right, Chris Paul, you do you, you uh, need to carry. And I don't think he's carrying. I think he's leading. And I hope it doesn't become a carrying situation.
2: Many note about that game because it is on Saturday, right, Dane?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Karis LeVert debut for the Pacers.
0: Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, th- listen, they've traded away Oladipo, and they just haven't had that two spot. It's going to take some time. But remember, they have, they've been
2: missing that scoring punch. I, so
0: yeah, like, I Brock, love Brock to
2: the dip. I mean, Sabonis and Turner are still playing great, but Lavert could be that player that pushes them back into like that, uh safe from the bubble,
0: like to a six or five seed. Does anyone have a TJ Warren update? I don't think so. Not. I When he comes back, they could be like full strength, full big injury, though. I think it was. It was. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Maybe.
0: Yeah. We're going to do picks for Sunday, too, because we have some time, some of the good games out there. Jazz at the Warriors. The Warriors just came off a tough loss a couple of nights ago against the Clippers. Steph Curry saw it was visibly upset. Clippers clearly the better team in that one. Warriors back home, though. Utah been good I throughout the year. But is, is this a game the Warriors can steal? I say yes. It
2: depends on how many minutes James Wiseman gets. I yeah, didn't
0: play. What's this, this game court, here again? Jazz at the Warriors. It's
1: gonna be the Jazz, and it's not even gonna be close. I think the Jazz are, are ready yeah, to, I mean, to, I, to kill like, teams at this I point. I mean,
2: whenever I say like, depends how many minutes Wiseman gets. That's like, okay, will they lose by twenty, or will they
0: lose by ten? Why do you say the Jazz are ready to kill teams, Jaden?
1: They're coming off of an All Star break where they're absolutely disrespected, and I think they're they're just going to be ready to annihilate teams from here on out. There's no more no more mercy going to be going forward.
0: Oh, they did have three all stars. The only I know, but they're just the pick
1: last exactly. And that, that is the disrespect. There's no reason for the best team in the regular season currently at the moment in the Utah Jazz to be disrespected in that way, any, any way, shape, or form. But
2: what if, like Mitchell or Gobert were running their mouth saying, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. In the league, it, like, it exactly. It wasn't even like that. Raised for no
0: reason,
1: you know. And I get, is this is this COVID uh retaliation in a sense for all that stemming from, from Utah? Know. <laughs> Maybe it is. And even if that's the case, I still think I honestly think we're a little bit past that at this point. And if that's still the case, it's
0: it's petty and a shame. Next week, uh, we're gonna be next week. We're gonna be back in studio but I will not be here with you guys. I will be somewhere else. So Jaden and Connor will be rocking it with you in the studio and they're going to be giving you live updates because March madness will be happening. March madness games will be happening. Our brackets will be updating first two days of the big games, 32 games, uh, excuse me, 16 games each day on Friday and Saturday. So they'll be updating you with scores, all those types of things. Again, make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram at around. Uh, Twitter at dribbling. A join our ESPN tournament challenge. We'd love to get some more members there. Uh, make sure you tune in next week again. A fun show, a little off script, talk a little bit about everything. Uh, but yeah, Illinois, two guys picking Illinois. I'm picking Gonzaga. Uh, any last words for the show today?
2: I'll make my actual pick whenever I see the bracket. Yeah,
0: okay. I, I, that's what
2: I'm rooting for. Illinois. Yeah, but it was like my let's we'll see I'm what happens. Very, I'm just penciling it in. Yeah. All right. Big erasers.
0: We'll see again. Thanks for tuning in, dribbling around. Third time on VIC so far this semester. Again, tune in next week. Jaden Becker, Connor Glenn, Dane Richardson. Peace out.